Hello everybody and welcome into episode number 166 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We are reading the second chapter of Philippians today and our focus is on the beautiful character and attitude of Jesus. So every day we do this, we read the Word of God, five New Testament chapters a week, two Old Testament chapters a week. Tomorrow we're back in the Old Testament, but today we're in one of my very favorite chapters, Philippians chapter 2. And if you want to read show notes or have questions or contact us for any reason, please do check out our website, Bible2021.com. It is also the easiest way to subscribe to the show through iTunes or Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Google or whatever. And it's also the best way to share the show with people. Just come to our website, Bible2021.com. Now, let's do this. This passage is so good. Let's start off by reading it, then we'll discuss it. Philippians chapter 2 Verse 1 in the Christian Standard Bible. If then there is any encouragement in Christ, if any consolation of love, if any fellowship with the Spirit, if any affection and mercy make my joy complete by thinking the same way, having the same love, united in spirit, intent on one purpose, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others as more important than yourselves. Everyone should look not to his own interests, but rather to the interests of others. Adopt the same attitude as that of Christ Jesus, who, existing in the form of God, did not consider equality with God something to be exploited. Instead, he emptied himself by assuming the form of a servant, taking on the likeness of humanity. And when he had come as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even to death on a cross. For this reason, God highly exalted him and gave him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee will bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Therefore, my dear friends, just as you have always obeyed, so now, not only in my presence, but even more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who is working in you, both to will and to work according to his good purpose." Do everything without grumbling and arguing so that you may be blameless and pure children of God who are faultless in a crooked and perverted generation among whom you shine like the stars in the world by holding firm to the word of life. Then I can boast in the day of Christ that I didn't run or labor for nothing. But even if I am poured out as a drink offering on the sacrificial service of your faith, I am glad and rejoice with all of you. In the same way, you should also be glad and rejoice with me. Now I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon so that I too may be encouraged by news about you. For I have no one else like-minded who will genuinely care about your interests. All seek their own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. But you know his proven character because he has served with me in the gospel ministry like a son with a father. Therefore, I hope to send him as soon as I see how things go with me. I am confident in the Lord that I myself will also come soon. But I considered it necessary to send you Epaphroditus, my brother, co-worker, and fellow soldier, as well as your messenger and minister to my needs, since he has been longing for all of you and was distressed because you heard that he was sick. Indeed, he was so sick that he nearly died. However, God had mercy on him, and not only him, but also on me, so that I would not have sorrow upon sorrow. For this reason, I am very eager to send him so that you may rejoice again when you see him, and I may be less anxious. Therefore, welcome him in the Lord with great joy and hold people like him in honor, because he came close to death for the work of Christ, 
risking his life to make up for what was lacking in your ministry to me. Many scholars believe that the early part of Philippians 2 is kind of an early hymn of the church, something that was probably either sang by the Christians in the first century or a creed kind of thing that was repeated by them. And that's why in most Bibles, in most paper Bibles at least, these verses are set apart and look sort of like poetry. Further, this section doesn't use words and word order like Paul normally writes. So it appears that when Paul writes, uh, beginning with, uh, your ad- adopt the same attitude as that of Christ Jesus, who existing in the form of God did not ex- consider equality with God as something to be exploited, it sounds like Paul is quoting somebody else's hymn or writing. Now, from a scholarly point of view, this passage is pretty important because Philippians was probably written by Paul in the mid-50s AD, but this creed about Jesus would have been much earlier than that, um, years, maybe a decade or two earlier than that, and it demonstrates that early Christians prior to the writing of this letter in Philippians worshipped Jesus as Lord. But we're not going to talk about scholarly things today. We want to focus in on the attitude and character of Jesus. Because here's the thing. Christians are to adopt the same attitude that Jesus had. More literally, in the Greek, Paul is saying that we should have the mind or the mindset, the way of thinking that Jesus had. Now, what does that mean exactly? Well, it means a few things reading through the passage. It means Christians are saved children of God. But, like Jesus, we are not to seek to exploit that status uh, or use it to our advantage or certainly not brag about it. Also, like Jesus, we are to take the form and nature and character and attitude of a servant, uh, of not somebody that should be served. Like Jesus, also, we are to humble ourselves and be willing and eager to serve others, even in menial ways. And finally, Like Jesus, we are to humble ourselves and obey God, even when he calls us to difficult and hard things. Well, here's Pastor Tim Keller to help us understand the glorious truths in this passage. Pastor Keller says, Jesus emptied himself of his glory. He emptied himself of his beauty. He emptied himself of that which evokes honor. He came and he was lonely and poor. Eventually, he was beaten, tortured, and killed. He emptied himself of his glory. He became small, not a king at all in appearance. He became rejected. He was beatable and he was beaten. He became rejectable and he was rejected. He lost all of his glory. He came without his glory. He didn't stop being God, but he emptied himself of his glory and his privilege, you might say. Therefore, God has highly exalted him. Why? Why is he resurrected? Why is he there in heaven at the right hand of God? Because he saved us. He took our punishment upon himself. He redeemed a new humanity and he's leading us into the future. So there it is. The trajectory of Jesus is the way up is down. The way to be truly rich is to give away. The way to rule is to serve. The way to become infinitely happy is not to seek your own happiness, but to seek the happiness of others. Wow. And the most glorious thing of all, the greatest form of glory, is to give away your glory for somebody else. The Greek word kenosis shows up twice in this passage. It means to empty You and I are desperately trying to fill ourselves with glory, but we end up empty. Jesus Christ, who actually had true glory, emptied himself so we could be full. Full? Full, yes, because Jesus Christ became small, 
we become big in the eyes of the Father because Jesus Christ lost all of his glory. We are now given his righteousness and his record of perfection. So that's what the gospel is, my friends. Jesus was treated the way we deserve. So now when we believe in him, we are treated the way he deserved to be treated. Do you know what that means? It means Jesus looks at you and says, to me and in me, you are more precious than all of the jewels that lie beneath the earth. Amen. That's very encouraging. And I love Philippians 2. If you get a chance, you should read it again because it's fantastic. Well, let's close with our Bible memory verse for the month of June. Daniel chapter 6, verse 23. The king was overjoyed and gave orders to take Daniel out of the lion's den. When Daniel was brought up from the den, he was found to be unharmed for he trusted in his God. Amen and amen. Good day, friends, and Godspeed.